The Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast is sponsored by Prairie Care. You know, going through the process of getting help with your mental health can be very overwhelming. I definitely know that from firsthand experience. Prairie Care can help guide you through it and get you in touch with the help that you need. They've been offering mental health services to all ages in the Twin Cities of Minnesota since 2005. Whether you're looking for clinical services, a specialty outpatient program, or a more intensive level of care like inpatient treatment, Prairie Care has you and your family covered. Visit prairie-care.com to learn more. That's prairie-care.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome into this episode of the Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast. It is so great to have you here. As always, my name is Brian Pyatt. I am your host and holding space for you, however you're showing up in this moment. So glad that you are here and uh, and looking forward to, to this episode here with you today. We are joined once again this week by Dr. Anastasia Ristow with Prairie Care. And I, I love, love this topic that, that we're diving into, talking about the power of play and movement and tapping into what we're calling our, our inner weirdo, our inner weirdo, that thing that's within all of us, doesn't always get to be expressed. And we're going to explore in this conversation some ways to, to let that part of us flow and move and, and why that can be really beneficial to move our bodies and to tap into play and um, get out of our minds a little bit, which I know is much easier said than done, um, and a little bit more into our bodies and a lot of the wisdom that lives in there. So hope, as always, that this is a conversation that serves you in some way. As always, take what serves you. Go ahead and leave the rest. And here we go. Welcome in. Welcome back. It's so great to have you here as always. Thank you. It is great to be here. I know we're we're recording this virtually this time, so we're not like actually in the same room, which feels yeah. a little different. Yep. Yeah. We're still we're still connected. While, right? It was the norm and now we've had this luxury of being in the same space and now we just have to readjust. That's true. We just yeah. kind of roll with the flow. Yeah. Um and I I love this topic here today. Um talking about the the healing power of play and movement and tapping into our inner weirdos, which I love so much. They're all in there mm-hmm. and, and want to be expressed in some way sometimes, and we don't always allow ourselves to do that. Why? Why is this important? Why isn't it important, Brian? That's the real question. <laughs> no. I mean, I... I, um, you know, I think science would tell us it's important. Experience would tell us it's important, but really ultimately, um, movement and playfulness 
are layers to the spice of life that can really enrich things in a lot of different ways. And um, when it comes to mental health, we know that these are aspects that are important puzzle pieces as well. So, you know, our mental health, our um, resilience, our ability to kind of buffer from all of the different things coming at us in life these days isn't just as simple as one yeah. avenue of um, support or mechanism. So it's not just yes. about getting therapy or it's not just about getting enough sleep or it's not just about having relationships that sustain and fulfill you. It's about all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And movement is a big piece of that. Yeah. I yeah. love that. And it's, so it's another tool that kind of add to that mental health toolkit that yeah. we all are, are working on gathering for, for ourselves. Yeah. So when we talk about play and movement, what are we talking about generally? Like, I, think, I don't know if we should like kind of define kind of what we think play and movement are, because I think there's probably some some ideas out there of what that's quote unquote supposed to be for people. But how how would you define play and movement? I mean, I could go the route of like a Webster dictionary definition, but <laughs> yeah. I'm going to not do that because that's not fun. And I like to be a little more playful, Brian, right? So, Look at this. You're walking um, the walk. You're walking the right. walk. That's right. And and yeah, some days it's harder than others. But, um, you know, I in, in my view, I think there's this tendency for teenagers and up, um, adults, young adults, whatnot, to really view play as... Um, a certain kind of thing that kids do. And I'm here to say that play comes in a variety of different flavors and um, isn't just about something that people do. It's not just something that kids do. Play can also be playfulness. Play can be um, doing something that gives you joy or gives you happiness or Um, just allows your um, mind, body, and spirit to engage in a little bit of a different way than maybe is typical. Um, Play is letting go for a moment. And often play is being present in the moment. Yeah. So that's kind of amazing if you think about it. Um, And then, you know, movement, I think there's a temptation when we talk about that, particularly in the context of health, whether it's medical health or mental health, we think of movement as exercise and working out. And at least I would say many folks yep. thinking that way, not everybody. So we kind of, it, we're more likely to develop this rigid or um, kind of categorical this or this idea of what that has to be in order for it to be beneficial. But what we know now, and I would bet we don't even know the half of it, like we probably only know the tip of the iceberg. Um, But it's, it's less about doing things a certain way for a certain amount of time, for a certain number of times a week. And it's more about being intentional and moving your body in some way, even if it's five minutes here, five minutes there for a total of 30 minutes a day or 45 minutes a day. Maybe it's just a couple days a week where you're doing a few minutes here and there or whatnot. Or if it's in segments of like a designed carved out space to do this 
type of movement in this way. So it's all beneficial for our medical health in lots of different ways. And our minds and our bodies are very much connected. So we know that intentional movement absolutely can and will impact um, our mental health, how we're feeling, our emotions, um, all of that. It's kind of like what's coming up for me is just, it's like tapping into the wisdom of the body in many ways, you know, and we kind of, we do do seem to operate from this place of, you know, mentally being like, okay, I need to like move my body. I need to get on the treadmill for a half hour today. And that's what I need to do in order to be doing movement correctly. And and that's not to knock anybody who does that. That's great. You know, there's nothing wrong with hopping on the treadmill and doing that. And just to add to the conversation that I think movement sometimes is just saying like, and play, right? Like my body feels like it wants to move in this way right now. And what if I just kind of let it move in that way, even if it maybe looks and feels a little weird and silly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think just by nature of our, our culture and, and how things work right now, with um, we we are becoming more and more disconnected from tuning into our body in the ways that you just described. You know, we're, we're less likely to notice when we need to move and why we need to move or what we need. And, and so just even setting that intention of listening and, and taking a few minutes here and there to let some of that out can move you in the direction of tuning back into that. Um, yeah. And there really, there's some, really wonderful things that can come from those little splashes of so true playfulness or movement. Yeah. I've been, um, I've been going to this thing every Sunday here in Minneapolis called mm-hmm. dance church. And it's, Ooh, love it, it. it has been such a beautiful experience and something that I look forward to every single Sunday. And it's literally a whole group of people who get together on a Sunday afternoon and we listen, there, there's a music, there's usually a different DJ every week and everybody just dances and moves their body to the music. And the only rule is you're not allowed to talk, can't talk to anybody. So it's all just this like tapping into your body and moving your body. And it's, it's this incredible exercise of getting, getting out of our minds, right? Cause you, you, you walk into an environment like that initially and it's kind of like, oh my gosh, this feels so weird. I'm so self-conscious. What are all these people doing around me? Mm-hmm. And then by the end of it, you know, it's like that gradual process of like what starts to happen when you just get into your body and move your body in a way that feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's powerful stuff. Like it's it's really, really powerful and sometimes really hard to describe without actually experiencing it. But it's um, it's really freeing to just be able to move your body in the way that it wants to move. Yeah. So what do you notice, Brian? I'm curious when you, let's maybe even think about the first time that you went and mm-hmm. you went into that situation. What was the anticipation like? And then what did you notice, Yeah, you know, after? Yeah, it, um, initially it was a very, like, <laughs> like, like way up in my head, like, you know, okay, this all feels really weird. Like I, it just felt very awkward to like be in, in a space and just like 
like I, I was living very much in my head, like, okay, if I move my arm this way, or if I like, you know, move this way, like, what are people thinking of me? It's a lot of like, oh my gosh, how are people perceiving me? Right. Yep. And then that's by the, yeah. And I think that's really common in mm -hmm. our society because there's all these like structured rules about how we're supposed to move our body that are right. just so deeply programmed in us. Yeah. Even, even though it probably every single one of us, it would, if we really tapped in, it would feel really good to just flail our arms in the air and shout and scream. Like that would probably feel really, really good. Yeah. But we're like told you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. There's these preset expectations that develop from lots of different things and, and who knows what and when and where, yeah. but um, so it feels a little bit risky Very and vulnerable so. to step out of the norm and what's what we think is expected and let it go. And in a situation like that, what you're describing is the expectation is set that we are going to let it go. And we're going to just listen to our bodies and move as we're called to and express our feelings, not through our words, but through our bodies, through our muscles, through mm -hmm. our movement. And even with that, I imagine it's really scary on the yeah. front end. And Very maybe so. every time anticipation is a little bit like, oh, you know, for all the reasons you described. But yeah. then somebody kind of makes the first move, yep. I imagine. Yep. And then the rest kind of let go. Yeah. And you said this is for like two hours? It's two hours. That's amazing. You, you don't have to go for the full two hours. I usually go for like an hour and a half. So I usually show up like a half hour in, but you can kind of come and go as you please. Um, but yeah, the, the, the difference from when you enter, because I still get that even, even after going for a while now, I still do get that initial, like, I always like kind of sit down on the, on the outside of the, the group and like stretch and stuff like that. And it's almost like build, it's like getting myself like, okay, do I, there's always this like awkwardness that I feel like, yeah, there's like the mental noise that comes yeah. up or you're just like, Okay, I'm really gonna do this. Okay, like I know I want to do this, but like it still feels awkward. The and chatter you know, in your head. Yep. Chatter in mm -hmm. my head. Mm -hmm. And so a lot Sorry, of it is just, No, you're great. So I think a lot of it is just like making that initial step into it. And then by the end of it, like honestly, like last week I I was by the end of it, I was sitting down, like meditating on the on the floor and like there were I had tears. I had like tears come out. Mm -hmm. um, what a release. Yeah. And that's like, what a, what a concept to be sitting in public somewhere with a whole bunch of people that I don't really know. And like letting myself feel emotion like that's, that's literally, and, and I'm not somebody that shows emotion really well in front of other people. And so mm -hmm. I think that's like a real testament to what that intu intuitive movement play, letting my body move the way that it wants to move, got me from that place of, oh my gosh, do I really want to do this to letting myself feel emotion? I mean, that's, and I don't know what happens between there, point yeah. A to point B, but yeah. all, all I know is that through lived experience, something really beautiful happens Yeah, when we do that. Yeah. Our bodies hold so much and, yeah. you know, there are many of us and many times, even for those who are 
more comfortable expressing what they're thinking and feeling using their words or just sort of like putting it out there and wearing it on their sleeve or whatever. There are many others who are not comfortable with that, but no matter which type you are, when you shift to that mode of intentionally letting go of the expectations and just, I'm going to just step into this. I'm leaning in. I'm going to just let my body do what it needs to do. The freedom of that allows, I would bet, um, not only the biological process that happens that impacts your heart and your spirit Mm -hmm. and your mind, that also um, just the letting go allows your emotions to just flow as they need to. So that's beautiful. That's amazing. Thanks yeah. for letting me share. I feel like everybody that I meet now, I'm like, you have to know about Dance Church. <laughs> I'll, I'll maybe link up in the um, in the show notes of this to the um, a website where you can learn more about it. It's in in like South Minneapolis area, um, but cool. I'll, I'll I'll link it up if people are interested in learning more about it and want to come come move their bodies. But so, and I mean, there's something with that too that I just wanted to tie back to, if I can, for a second of. Like, I think this is a really commonly experienced pattern, not just with the type of intentional movement that you're describing with dance church, but in general, when we set the intention, I'm going to, I'm going to just move, whether it's, I'm going to work out or I'm going to take five minutes to shake and kind of get things off, or I'm going to run up and down the steps or whatever it might be. Almost always when we're about to let go and lean into that, it it makes a lot of sense that we would have hesitation or that we would have that like anticipation of like, oh, I don't know, like about this. Or even for many of us, there's this like dread, like, I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like going for a walk. I don't feel like. You know, I've been sitting on my couch all day gaming and I don't feel like getting up and walking around for five minutes to just get my body moving. But almost always what you will find if you can just take the first step, Mm -hmm. get that, like get the momentum going, just start. Even if you promise yourself two minutes, very often, once you start and you get going, two minutes turns into four minutes, turns into 10 minutes, turns, you know, and, and it feels better and it, you'll notice that positive impact you'll rarely regret that intentional movement. Um, More often you'll regret not doing it, not having that intentional movement. Well, and I find there's like kind of this dynamic of, we always think that like the answer is going to come in our mind Mm -hmm. when we're in tough mental health spaces. Like at least, and I guess I can mostly speak for myself, but I've heard this true of other people too. It's, it's like, I, th- I think that I'm going to arrive at some magical thing in my mind. Like I'm going to think my way out of the space that I'm in. And, and that's, it, it's really tempting to just want to like sit still and just ruminate and ruminate and ruminate and ruminate. And yet mm-hmm. I think movement has this way of kind of cutting through all of that and kind of saying, okay, I'm going to like recognize that like the answer here is not to go deeper into my mind. The, the, the answer here is maybe just to like get into my body a little bit more and like the wisdom of my body. And it's not, again, it's not like this magical, like if you go dance, all your problems are going to be solved, but it, no, it's, it, right. it's a, it's like a, it's a shift. There's, there's a shift that tends to happen 
in those moments that can just be like a little momentary like reprieve yeah kind of create some space to like take the next step yeah sometimes it's about getting that relief yeah and and that's what this can do for you or sometimes it's about a reset and that's what this can do for you or maybe Mm -hmm. it's a refresh you know when we i mean you could spend hours trying to figure it out logically with your brain and your mind and your thinking and still not yeah. figure it out or get like, anywhere. Feel like you've, yeah, feel like you've just kind of worked yourself in circles or you could set the intention of like, okay, I just, I need a reset here and I'm going to just move for a few minutes. I'm going to go walk around or whatever. And that actually can provide you a completely different space and perspective than you would have had with 30 minutes of sitting there just spinning. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And in fact, I mean, we, you know, we talk about this a lot for folks who have um, executive functioning challenges like ADHD or even those who are on the autism spectrum who are higher functioning, who like mm-hmm. have all these brilliant ideas, but um, have a hard time gearing in their brain and focusing in a certain way. If you can break up, let's say you have a task you have to accomplish and you're spinning and you're getting stuck or it's hard to focus and get the thing done, throw in two minutes or five minutes of intentional movement in there or play in yeah. some way. And it doesn't mean playing with Legos or playing with, you know, cars, but play might mean doing something playful, something silly, something that makes you giggle or um, laugh a little bit, smile even. That can refocus your mind and your brain in a really powerful way, way beyond just sitting there, berating yeah. yourself and getting mad at yourself and feeling like a failure. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, there's such power in all of that. Um, and I I love that um too before we were recording we were talking about how both of us have interacted with um James Gordon. Yes. Yes. Who's Mind doing doing really really incredible work. Um yeah. and I for anybody who hasn't heard of him, um you can look him up, but he I I know I I saw him speak. I think you said too you've you've I've seen him speak before. You've done some yeah. some trainings with him. Yep. And and one of the things that he um that he always that he had us do when I when I went and saw him talk was he played music and a whole bunch of room full of strangers stood up and he had us literally just like shake and move our bodies just kind of in any way that they wanted to like shake and move. I think we did it honestly for like five minutes. Yep. And yep. um the timer. Yeah. 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 And I, again, kind of similar to the dance, the dance church thing. It feels like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? What's going yep. on? Yep. And yet I by the end, kind of looks around and is like, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? Really? I think he encourages everyone to close their eyes close too, their if eyes. I remember correctly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which we removes eyes. the fear of judgment a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it just made me think about like how I actually started implementing that into my morning routine for a while where I would just turn out a couple songs that I would always play on my Spotify playlist and just move and shake my body every morning. And it was this like beautiful way of just kind of getting into my body. And so I even think about, yeah, what if you just set a timer for three minutes in the middle of the day, you play some music and you just move your body in any way that it wants to move. That is a beautiful way to incorporate play and movement into your day. Yeah. And, and the shaking thing too, I mean, it, it can, 
take on so many different meanings for different people, but, you know, it, it feels to me like it's literally shaking out or shaking off some of the thoughts, feelings, emotions that are not serving you in that moment. It's helping your body and your mind kind of shed some of the stuff that's getting in the way. And, and if you look at even professional athletes, for example, just watch after they've done whatever event that they've just done, many of them will shake their body in a specific way. And I think it's instinctual and maybe sometimes it's intentional. Um, you know, in the kind of exercise world, there's all kinds of chemical reasons to even do that for your muscle kind of well-being and all of that. But there's, I imagine, also a lot of emotional buildup that comes in a situation where you're performing and then you just kind of need to let it go. I can tell you for certain, and I, I know I'm not the only one, many of us in the mental health field, when we've had a particularly intense session, mm-hmm. you know, we are holding a lot with people. We're joining them in some pretty intense things at times. And there are many times where after a session, as I'm walking back to my office, I'm shaking it off and mm-hmm. I might even take a moment close my door, breathe, and um, just kind of shed myself of of all the things that aren't serving me in the moment. And it's not that it's bad or a problem. Like I, I it's an honor to be a part of that. Yeah. But if I hold on to all of that, I'm not doing anybody else any service. And I'm certainly not helping myself stay healthy and resilient to, to keep yes. doing what I'm doing. So that can be a really important part of just the process for a lot of folks out there too, whether you're a therapist or not. Um, it's, it's an incredible feeling. And then it also tunes you in a little bit to your body in a different way after you've been shaking or moving for a few minutes and then you stop and you just breathe, you'll notice all kinds of sensations in and outside of your body that you wouldn't have noticed before. It's it's like a little bit of a sensory bath, you know, it's, yeah. And I find too, I think it like, just from my perspective, I think it like taps us into like just a deeper part of who we are. It's like tapping into like an, an essence that I think lives within each and every one of us that each and every one of us, that's like maybe a little bit beyond the noise of our mind. Yes. Like I think like through movement, it's like we can kind of, I always kind of describe it as like touching that space within us. That's just more. I mean, I'd, I'd go as far as to say, I, I, like, I, I tend to see things in a very spiritual realm, like, like the self, you know, like, like the, um, that like light that lives within each and every one of us. I think movement has this way of at least giving us some brief access to that space. Mm-hmm. And we can't live in that space 24 seven. Cause it kind of feels like once, once we stop the shaking, it's like mm-hmm. the, the mind kind of then re grabs a hold of us and, mm-hmm. and we kind of go back into that human experience, but it's, it's almost like we, we can tap into that, remind ourselves that it's there, gather some wisdom from that space and then kind of proceed forward with our day. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, it's, it's literally like giving ourselves a little dose of all the good stuff. Yeah. You know, spiritually possibly, 
um, mentally possibly, but also biologically. Yeah. Movement engages certain chemicals in our brain and throughout our body in a different way than being still does. And I even think about just, you know, what you're describing in terms of that feeling of tapping into something deeper. If you think about how the brain develops, when we're born as humans, what develops first is movement. Mm -hmm. What develops last is language. Mm. And in between, there's a whole bunch of memory and emotion that's a part of all of that. So... Often when we're, you know, under stress or pressure or extreme emotion of any type, the first thing that goes out the door is our language, our words. But what is still present is our mind and our body. So if we can harness some of this, learn about how it feels and serves us when we're choosing to do it in intentional ways for a reset, for a refresh, for a, a reprieve, for relief, whatever it might be, then we can also tap into that in those moments when we need it and we might not be as intentional. We can allow ourselves to just like do what we need to do and still receive what we need I to stay that. above, to like stay resilient. Yes. Float through the storm. I love that so much. So, so movement is essentially a tapping into like where we came from, like our primal, right parts of ourselves that developed first. Yeah. And no matter what your, if you have spiritual beliefs, whatever those are, there's a lot of ways that my mind connects a few dots with that concept as well. Mm. And then play, I think is also a part of all of that. Think about that again, too, from a brain development standpoint, as we're developed, part of how our movement develops is through play. Yeah. That's human design. And so I wonder if when we become playful, if that allows us in the same way to bring things back mm -hmm. to that whole part of ourselves that is pre-language, pre-words, pre-like yeah. thinking so much about it. So good. And feels like a really good place to wrap up. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I just want to like encourage everybody mm -hmm. to... What does it feel like today? Yeah, just to move your body in a way that feels good. Nobody cares what you look like. Encourage you to, I love the, the idea of just tapping into our inner weirdo. Yeah. You know? And I mean, weirdo, in my mind, is like the best thing ever. So weirdo kind of suggests that there's like something odd about it, but I, I would offer the contrary so yeah tap into that let go lean in let yourself be playful playful with how you're moving playful with how you're um in that moment whatever that might be yeah but more importantly i think just intentionally allowing yourself to get that gift of that physical movement taking you to the next level i don't know yeah. I'm going to go um, shake my body now and cry in the corner. I think okay, it's, me too. It's my, okay, great. Enjoy. Yeah, thanks. You too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Brian. Also, just a reminder that this podcast is not meant to replace work with a therapist. And so if you feel you need it, 
encourage you to reach out to a trained mental health professional. All right, we'll talk soon.